smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Hey DGC, welcome to another episode of Know Your Breeder. For those of you that are new here, I'm Banner and I don't want you to spend six months growing out seeds made by someone that you know nothing about. And uh, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a bit, you might have heard me uh, advocating for kind of participating in your low, local grow scene and community. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. We have a really cool one around here. And um, today we have Working Man Seeds in the studio. Working Man has been a long time Northern Colorado grower and has been working his own line of seeds for the last few years now. And uh, I'm really excited to have him in the studio. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent, man. Thanks for dropping by. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I noticed that when you came in, you had some jars, which is amazing because normally we're doing the Zoom, not the live in studio thing. So I don't actually get to always sample everybody's bud. And that's not the case today. I actually have a bud here from that's grown by you and bred by you. Right. Yeah. And uh, you got to tell me about it. And can Guru, can we get that up on the can? Yeah. Throw, throw yeah let's check up. this out, man. This this just really quick is beautiful looking butt. And um, it's got kind of an old school, what I would call NorCal look, as far as as far as uh, <laughs> my experience. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, we'll tell, tell us about it. Um, well, this is a uh, working girl. This is something that we kind of, when, when we first started breeding, we were kind of just making, messing around, having some fun. And, uh, you know, we started off, my, my buddy, J-Dom, who's the other half of this company, had, uh, we had the old uh, Black Domina that was uh, in town here. Uh, our buddy from Vermont actually drove it out in like the mid-90s. And uh, when we actually lost it, we don't have it anymore. But my buddy was smart enough and he made uh, a BC1 and then a BC2. And so then when me and him got together and we first started doing all this, uh, we popped a bunch of those seeds and we found the mail and I put that to, uh, the super skunk that's here in town. Uh, it's the, uh, sour grape one. It's not the one from Virginia that everybody's looking for, but it's a very <laughs> old one and it's been in town for a long time. Uh, and it's important to us cause it's part of our history. Cool, know? man. Well, so it was Domina, uh, uh, super skunk. And then, uh, we added uh rug burn to that. Uh, from Aerodankness, and then uh, Sunday Driver, and it's a big polyhybrid, but uh, it throws a lot of really cool stuff, and uh, so that's what we're smoking today. Very cool, man. It's got a lot of uh, old local ties, which I, I find interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what we're kind of about, you know? I mean, uh, we like the new meets old as well, but we also kind of trying to showcase Northern Colorado strain history. Very cool. Yeah, we're going to chat about that a little bit today, or at least I'd like to. Um, but before we get there, I'm going to actually try some of it. This is Working Girl. Yes. And um, and yeah. the, that'll actually be in the cup. Oh, it, this is coming to the cup, too? Yes. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> um, and are you um, are you smoking on that, or what do you got over there? I'm smoking the Sour Dub. You, got, you guys grew. <laughs> oh, you're smoking my Sour Dub. <laughs> right on, brother. I, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not a real big yielder, so I don't really like to let of it out, let a lot of it out. It's great meat. It's really nice. <laughs> I, uh, it is headies and, and I do kind of hoard it, but I definitely share it with my friends. So glad you're enjoying it. This is delicious. Thank you. And, um, I can already feel that, uh, yeah, this, this, this might take a little bit of a turn, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's all good, man. That's what we're here for. And, um, you know, 
I did notice, or here's the other uh, the other jar we have, and this would be a good lead into. This is probably the most famous Northern Colorado strain as far as being known and, and with a name mm-hmm. tagged on it. And this would be the Fort Collins cough, yep. right? And uh, here, why don't you uh, show everybody what that looks like? So sorry, and, it is. A, it, I, this is from like six months ago, so it's kind of old. But, uh, uh, it's all good, brother. Yeah, a little oxidized there, Smells but I, you know, I wanted to make sure you guys got it taste that and check it out and stuff. I uh, definitely got the smell and um, I know that this is real. This is not a, uh, you know. Uh, We've had the cut for over 25 years. Yeah, and uh, some of you have been following the show probably know that um, uh, another local buddy uh, got a cut of the the cough and not sure if it's the same one or not, have to compare them. It is, it is but, definitely a chameleon plant. I mean, I definitely, like there was a point in time back in the day when we were all growing it and you could tell people had very different, like it looked very different, even though it was the same exact cut. I mean, environment and how you feed, how you feed it yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah, but it's nice. Like I know that this is the real deal. So if you wouldn't mind, mm-hmm. um, fill us in on kind of the story of the cough. Because okay. man, I, you're you were there. So. Yeah. Well, so I actually the cough, I'm, cough predates me just a tiny bit. Um, uh, I'm still working on the whole story and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's bits and pieces missing and, but so far what I have is, uh, we do know 100% this guy named John is the guy that's responsible for it. Um, whether he made it or popped the seed is, is up to debate. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. Um, so we won't know for sure. Uh, if you ask local people here in town, pretty much everyone agrees that he probably made it. Um, if you asked other people outside uh, outside of it, uh, looking at from just a uh, 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 the perspective of how hard it is to breed with haze, mm-hmm. um, it's this, there's not there hasn't been a ton of successful haze crosses outside of the ones that Neville made. You oh, know? really? So no, I don't know. I did not no, know. I mean it's it's a very hard plant to find a male that is gonna do what that haze. C, I think it was the haze C that he used. Uh, I forget. Don't don't quote me on that. But uh, um, he used a, a, that all those NL five hazes that were have been kept for like thirty years and yeah. held, like the dog shit and uh, um, possibly bull rider. Um, they are they're all from that Neville's haze. You know NL five haze. But the story goes that John made it, you know, and that's how what what most people in town believe um, that he had that he had the NL cut and that he had the uh, that he used a, a, a Hayes Brothers uh, nail that he had found himself. Um, again, we just don't know. Uh, yeah. But he did. What we do know 100 percent is that he mailed the cut from Connecticut to uh, Fort Collins. And I know some of the people that were involved in that. And uh, eventually, the cut. They started giving the cut out. It was given to my friends. We got the cut, um, and it's just uh, you know we've all been growing it for a long time. It means a lot to us. It's an important plant. Uh, you know, put food on a table for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just a really electric high. You know? Yeah. Our our brother uh, Trip in New York used to have a buddy that uh, would get it shipped out, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't remember it being. Uh, Fort Collins cough. Um, it was just cough, mm-hmm. but and that's the truth. I mean, like you'll. I, I mean, maybe every once in a while you'll see me say something like original cough, but I mean, any person from Fort Collins that was growing 
the cough back in the day wouldn't say Fort Collins cough. Or, okay, right. You know, right original right cough. Yeah. Or, <laughs> cool. Um, and I, I will say, from what I remember of it, I mean, it was noticeably like a boof. Yeah. I mean, it's you, a were, super you were uh, you're lit. Electric high. Yeah, exactly. Electric is a really good way to describe that. And uh, flavor wise, it's kind of, um, it's got definitely got like the sandalwoody, hazy yeah, kind of flavors. Yeah. There's maybe a tiny bit of sweetness in there, but not much. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like just call it spicy kind of. Yeah, know, it's like, you spicy know, it's sandalwood. Got, it's got like, you know, an herbal kind of, you know, it's got herbs. that, you can just taste the haze, you know. Yeah, herbs, like, herbs is kind of the other, I don't know which herbs, but that's the other kind of flavor I get out of it. But um, it's definitely I didn't get that yet. I'm still, still kind of processing this working girl, bro. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Yeah. So cool. Uh, and the cough... Um, there was a couple other strains you mentioned to me that were kind of real popular um, back in the day, and maybe they still are, but they're kind of known like in this area. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Tell well, us about those. Uh, my buddy, Jay Dom, who's part of the company, um, he is responsible for bringing that black domina here into town. Um, there was a cut that went around that was normally domina is like an eight week short flowering plant. Um, this was, uh, it was the Lady Fino, which is uh, kind of rare to find. Uh, a friend in Vermont found it. Mm-hmm. And it took 12 weeks, uh, 12 to 13, and uh, it was, grew like a big sativa. It's really wild that, you know, a four-way indica cross would throw like a sativa-looking Fino like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it was around town for a while. Um, we grew that, and that was, that's, that's part of what was in Working Girl. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few things. There was the, uh, the three peas, the pork, peony, and paranoia, um, that, uh, I don't really know the whole story on that, but, uh, I remember when I first moved to town, they were really popular here. Um, you know, there's a famous AK plant that was here. That, that was, was the other one, the AK. Yeah. The AK, uh, it was like a sandalwood kind of smelling floral AK. And it was, uh, you know, our buddy, uh, Land Race, New Jersey grew it as well. Um, it was, it got really big and it was fluffy and it was kind of purple for an old plant, but, uh, it, uh, it was really stank. And it was one of those plants that just kind of got chopped after a time because you got worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aggressive. <laughs> Very aggressive. aggressive. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, really just, you know, this town has a really cool history when it comes to cannabis and, uh, Partly obscured because of uh, the serious nature of prohibition during, uh, you know, the 90s and, Mm -hmm. you know, bleeding up to legalization. And uh, it kept it quiet. You know, people didn't necessarily talk to each other. Um, Maybe you guys were both gone cough, but you didn't know it, you know, and like you didn't, you didn't really, it was kind of, there was some unwritten rules, you know, to grow and weed here. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it it kind of kept it secretive uh-huh. and like, so it was kind of like it kept small. So I don't, I feel like Colorado doesn't kind of get some of the recognition that places like California get because everybody kind of had to keep it quiet here until it became legal. Yeah. You know, where it's a little more open in Cali. There's definitely uh, been a, a substantial grow scene around here for a long, long time. Exactly. Whether in town or up the canyon. Uh, I have buddies that remember um, just basically whole streets mm-hmm. where just about every house was just a crow house. <laughs> <laughs> and like to, you know, like to comic proportions. Yeah. Um, sure. And then uh, up the canyon over over here, I think that was really popular for uh, outdoor for a long, long time. For sure. For decades and decades. 
So uh, yeah, it, it now that it's uh, it's it's legal, it's definitely coming out. We definitely have more more kind of people around, and there's definitely like a tighter community around. But um, there's definitely a little bit of isolation still too. There's still uh, for me uh, culturally around here, it's it's very much like. Um, you don't really leave, you know, you don't really care or pay attention to what your neighbor's doing, mm. you know, like they're doing what they're doing because they're going to do the same thing to me where they're not really paying attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> so there, I mean, everybody's cool and nice, but at the same time, like kind of like respect each other's privacy. So mm. sometimes that's a barrier to kind of like building a community, you know, yeah. people don't want to be known and, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, Getting, putting yourself out there um, after years. I mean, just, it also depends like how we came up, you know, we're both older, um, you know, we know what it was like through prohibition, you know. I think some of the younger kids, they don't get it, but I also at the same time, a little bit envious that they don't have some of the hangups that we have. Yeah. You know? um, so, you yeah. know, it's a trade off. <laughs> I've noticed that the older you are, the more likely you are to be kind of like discreet and like on the down low and like you're not walking down the sidewalk just blazing a bowl. You'll like kind of, you know, at least duck into the, yeah. the alley or something, you know, whereas like it, when you're younger and like these days, it just don't care. Oh, and, yeah. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But you've been conditioned for so many years where, you know, you kind of have that built in you where you kind of, you know, you're always a little bit scared. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, how you got into it, like back in the day? For sure. Uh, um, so I, uh, I'm, I'm from the East Coast and uh, like New York and Jersey and stuff. And I moved out here in the mid 90s and, uh, you know, pretty just kind of figuring out what I was doing, hustling a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I met up with some friends, uh, a, a very good friend of mine, Jay Fluid, who uh, unfortunately passed away uh, a few years back. But, uh, you know, we we were hanging out and he's just like, you know, like I had an extra room in the house and he was like, you know, we should throw a couple lights in there, you know? And he was a local and it was kind of hard to get the call back then. You had to really know somebody and be tied in. And, uh, because he was a local, he had the end, you know? And so our first grow was cough and Jack. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I grew that both mm -hmm. those for a few years and we got the AK and the Domino into the mix. And, uh, you know, for a long time, it was, you know, you grew for, you grew a couple of rounds and uh, you took the summer off and you went and saw shows, you know, and did that for years, you know. And, uh, you know, I, 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 my buddy Jay Dom, who is, uh, you know, the partner in the company, and uh, he, uh, we met each other back then. And maybe about 10 years ago, we started doing some business together and uh, kind of went through some serious stuff that, you know, I was kind of depressed and whatever. And sort of towards the end of it, while I was coming out, he was like, you know, we should pop these seeds that I made. Cause he had been, he had done some stuff before me. Yeah. And that's when we popped those domino and we started playing around with it. And I was just, it was so much fun. I had a really good time. Um, I had actually first popped seeds when I very first started going, but, uh, it was a disaster <laughs> and it kind of just made me like, oh, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. But I was always interested in it, but I just never, that experience kind of had soured me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so when we started doing it again, it just kind of brought me back to like, you know, I really got into it and we just kept going with it. And, uh, you know, we, we have similar tastes. We both been in, we both have the same amount of experience going. He might beat me by like a year. Yeah. Um, you know, we both, 
were in Fort Collins, but we were at that time, early days, we were in, we knew each other, we were friends, but we were in separate circles. So, you know, he didn't have access to cough. I didn't have access to Domina, you know, so we swapped, you know. Isolated. Um, What? Yeah, a little bit isolated. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because you didn't talk about certain things. Um, And, you know, over the years, we got closer, we got, we started the business and, uh, you know, he's, uh, while our tastes are similar, they're different enough that, you know, there are times where he's been like, ah, we should kill that. And I'm just like, no, we're keeping that or vice versa. You know, he's definitely saved some cuts that I was like, yeah, that's garbage, you know? (laughs) So, you know, that's a, it's it's a good combo. We balance each other out, I think, you know, he's been, uh, you know, instrumental to this company starting. How did you go from growing to breeding? Um, you know, the growing part was there. You know, obviously we've been doing what we were doing uh, to get by. And, you know, I've been doing it for over, almost 25 years now. Yeah. Um, the breeding was really just a, you know, because of the isolation, because of, you know, like we didn't really talk to as many people, getting cuts was harder. Um and like didn't really want to take stuff from dispensaries because of the bugs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we just kind of started popping stuff and playing around with it. And we just decided, oh, you know, we like, like let's, we both really like that Domina smell. It's kind of like an earthy, piney smell. Yeah. And so when we started popping the testers and seeing what was going on, we were breeding for that smell. You know, we would select the, you know, the phenos that carried that. Yeah. And it was just, it's kind of cool. Like, and it's kind of interesting. And I really love running testers. I mean, it's really the best way to see what you got. And yeah. it's cool. I mean, you get like 15 different types of weed to smoke and like, be like, I like this. I don't like that, you know? Yeah. And this this one has the smell I'm looking for, but this one has the effect that I'm looking for, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, honestly, I just enjoy it. It's fun. I think we both do. And he's been, uh, you know... I- yeah. Oh, I I, uh, I totally agree with you. And I think um, around here, one of the things that I really like is that I think we have a really strong culture of kind of like, uh, like do it yourself. And, you know, people appreciate having something unique and different. Um, and then like kind of sharing that with other people. And just having that approach is really cool because like, you know, you can't that smell and everything that you were looking for was something that you had, but it wasn't easy to find. Mm. And so, you know, that's kind of the attitude around here is like, well, hey, man, let's see if we can make it. Yeah. You know, and you never know what happens. Exactly. And it's really cool when it works out. So um, how long have you guys been breeding that line or is, is that the only line that you're working on or well no we got a bunch of stuff we're working on um it was uh we we've done a few crosses we started like i want to say like uh 2015 was when we first started uh messing with the seeds yeah and then like we did our first cross about a year later and like i said uh J dom has been breeding uh probably like a good seven eight years before me but he had stopped for a while but that's where our original stock came from. Yeah. That we started messing with and then we started buying stuff and playing around more. But it, originally it was just, we we're just having fun, you know, like it yeah. was, it was something to like, do, hey, and like, you know, like we enjoyed <laughs> it. And, you know, as, as, you know, obviously I'm part of, uh, you know, my Northern Colorado family and like, you know, we started uh, trying to find some of our older cuts, you know, and, you know, without that group of people, you know, that, you know, everybody is a part of, yep. um, you know, this company wouldn't exist. You know, they, we, we have a, we have, we call it our sour. It's a sour diesel. It was given to us as sour diesel. If you 
lived in northern Colorado for the last 20 years and you got sour diesel, there's a good chance you think that, that this is sour diesel. <laughs> and I, I thought it was too for years. Yeah. Um, you know, after I got it checked out, people are like, this is a lot more interesting than sour diesel because this is, it, it, it's uh, burnt rubber and citrus. And when it grows, it looks exactly like the UCSD, but it smells nothing like it. And people aren't sure. Maybe it's a bag seed sour. Maybe it's a bag seed super skunk. Yeah. Um, but everyone, I mean, the high is amazing. It's it's very similar to that uh, sour uh, sour dub. Yeah. Um, and it's really just cool stuff. And you know, it's just uh, when you're given a cut, and you know, this is, we've had it for like you know, fifteen something plus years. Yeah. Um, we always thought it was sour. You know, you didn't question it. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> but, and oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I, I've never kind of lost my. Shit. Oh no, you're fine, man. <laughs> I uh, yeah, totally. And I think like at least the way that I'm approaching those things now is, you know, unless you're getting it with like a chain of custody kind of record of some kind, like I got it from the guy that made it, or you know what I'm saying, you don't know. Yeah. And so. For me, the best is like a test of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, from what I've come across and things that people hold for a long time, 10, 15, 25 years, um, if you're going to hold it that long, it's good. There's something good about it. It might not be your favorite, but man, that is a killer cut. And I'll give you an example. Um, there's a, a Super Lemon Haze uh, cut that we have. It, it's from uh, the Front Range. It's been around here for probably 15 years. It started in Denver. It went to Morrison, um, and then a friend of a friend grew that out for 10 plus years, and then it came up here. And it is, I don't know if it's the, the super lemon haze or what cut it is, but bro, grow it once and you'll see why they hung on to it for 15 years. Dude, good weed is good weed. It, it always yeah. proves out, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's, there's, like you said, there's a reason, you know, we held cough because it great weed you yeah. know like i mean if it sucked we wouldn't have kept it you know like, exactly yeah and like it's i can see why people might not think it's you know really that great like hey man if i put this up on instagram it outside of it's kind of like not a easy cut to find it, it's not like mind-blowing yeah. photogenic right it, yeah. like it doesn't really look like anything super impressive and i don't mean no, no, no any no, disrespect no. at all these are fantastically grown buds i'm just saying that it doesn't look like the new stuff that's just covered in in mm -hmm. like large heads really yeah. right but man this and, and it, this is gonna get you yeah it's no, just it, not and, the and same that's thing what i was gonna say um you know you look at the percentage people, the people that it's all about, oh, it needs to be 30%. You know, cough test at like uh, between 20 and 20, 24% or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not always about, there's other stuff, there's the entourage effect, there's, you know, other cannabinoids. Like, it's not covered in crystals the way, you know, some gelato is. But I mean, you smoke cough, you know it. You know, you smoke some gelato, you're high for 20 minutes. You, you can tell. And by the way, how long did you run this for? Uh, the, I hear it's like a 14 one? weeker to do. A oh, proper. oh, cough. Uh, we, we ran at 11. You can run okay, it like okay. anywhere from 10 to 12, 12 weeks, 13 okay. weeks, you know, not quite you know. 12 is yeah. It's the upper end. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it definitely, the longer you let it go, the more you kind of get like a mellower high to it. Yeah. For sure. Or more sedative. Stony. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's such, I mean, it's, it's a, I always call it kind of like a speedball, you know, like it's like caffeine and uh, weed together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, is this, um, 
like still popular? Like, are people still wanting this? Cough? Or is it? Yeah. I'm just, oh, um, it's what's the demand weird. like on these days? Like, is it still like real popular than it was? Like, people want it or? Yes and no. There's a small group of people that would kill for it. Yeah. But a majority don't know what it is, and they just like you say cough, and they're like strawberry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the strawberry. Yeah, very different. Very different strains. <laughs> I was just curious. So that, you know, it, it does. It takes a lot of effort and, um, you know, resources really to keep this around for that long. Oh, yeah. Know? Especially, I mean, th there definitely was a very long period of time where people just didn't even want it. You know, I mean, it got overgrown. It was very much like the blue dream all over the U.S. Yeah. For northern Colorado, that was like cough. Like too many, it, it got passed too much and it got overgrown and a lot of bad growers kind of gave it a kind of but, but oh, the cough sucks. And it's not as pretty. I mean, like, you know, that's the truth, you know, uh, as as Instagram got bigger and people want that photogenic jar that they can yeah. put on the table with the little what bit is, status. Uh, just like, let's say locally, what do you like? It's just like in your circles and stuff. Uh, like, what do people like now? Are they is, is the focus more on kind of the older stuff or the newer stuff? Well, it depends who you talk to. Um, like or it takes both. It could be both. Yeah. Immediately, in my personal immediate circle, I mean, we all want to smoke cough and diesel and like, you know. Still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, because we're about a fact, you know, yeah. um, what the market wants. They want pretty stuff. I mean, it's, it has to be pretty and it has to smell really good. And it seems like effect isn't just really that important to them. Do you find that like these older ones are that much more powerful? Um, I'm In not general. saying that you can't find really strong weed out of the new stuff. Yeah. But with the whole influx of cookie and gelato stuff, it's a mellower high, you know. And I think that for the newer smoker, they probably like that better. You know, something that's they they don't want to be high for three hours. Too you intense. Know? What? Too intense. Like, yeah, exactly. Like too much. Yeah, too too much. Little or uh, too much too fast. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too much too fast, and uh, you know so they're they're excited about it it's pretty it smells good and you know that works for them i do think i i do hope as you know like you have your show and you're educating people and uh you know people get more educated just by you know smoking weed and kind of yeah. trying different things that effects become important again because that's really where that's the whole point of weed like you know i mean it's the have that high and some type of medicine, whether it's calming your anxiety or helping you get through the day or you're fighting cancer. I mean, there's a lot of really great benefits and you know, the stronger weed helps that stuff. <laughs> I remember the day I met you and I had some sourdough and I was, I know I'm usually pretty proud of my sourdough. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes it. And so I was it's like, Oh, sour. Hey bro, you got to try some of this. It's delicious. And I, and your kind your comment was something along the lines of like, you don't really care what it tastes like. You just want to, feel the high. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I understand where this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you don't appreciate it or anything, but definitely um, you, you were telling me, and I, I think that's true, right? It's like, I mean, he's number one for you. For me, it's a fact. I mean, like yeah. I, I like, like the part of the reason why I like the cough and maybe it's, it's because I smoked so much cough when I was younger, but I like kind of being a little uncomfortable, you know, like, I mean, I feel like, like we should push you a little bit. Out oh, of I, I can absolutely feel that sativa, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's almost like a little bit of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, electric. I mean, we used to make ganja food with a uh, cough trim and it's not like ganja food you eat today. Like it was like almost like taking L. <laughs> yeah. So are you, uh, have you, like, do you guys extract any of this or concentrate any of it? Um, I haven't Ash? yet. 
Um, I do have a, a buddy down in Denver who keeps, uh, he's, uh, I think it's Source Point, a llama brand. It's a buddy, a friend of a friend, but uh, uh, he's he's asked me at, at times to uh, uh, bring down some trim, but we just haven't, it's because of COVID and it's yeah. just been like, reason been I'm, weird. reason I'm asking you is because I, I do think that a lot of the newer stuff with the, you know, big heads and stuff is kind of intended to make uh, concentrates. You know? Oh, yes. And so I, I'm always curious about how the old, the older ones actually wind up washing and stuff, because I've also heard that like the not as dense buds actually wash better. Yeah, more surface area. And so, and so when I think of like newer strains that are really dense and tight compared to the older, you know, like this mm -hmm. has got a bunch of sativa in it, it's a little bit looser. So I'm always curious about, you know, how does that wind up washing? Well, so the older strains uh, definitely don't wash as well because they haven't been bred for that unless, so, I mean, there are some like the hash plant stuff and yeah. like, you know, but uh the, the the cough, I mean, the, you don't get a lot, but like the trim is amazing. I mean, the, the hash is amazing from it. Um, I kind of touched on your point, uh, you know, effect, I guess, with flour, if you're breeding to wash yeah. and make, it doesn't matter as much. So you can get away with going just for flavor because you're concentrating it all down. Right, right, right. Like, that makes sense. Because, I mean, I think it's like, what is it, like a tangy or it's one of those orange strains that was like very weak, but, and kind of wasn't pop very popular. And then when... Uh, the whole rosin craze happened. It became very popular again because you could concentrate it, get a really strong flavor, yeah. and still get hot. I would say that's like most orange strains. It's yeah, exactly. Just the way that it works out. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the older, I'm oh, sorry, the older strains, I just, uh, I don't think they wash as well, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it or you can't add something to it yeah. to, you know, get that old flavor, but add more uh, THC for washing yeah so would you say like man if i'm gonna pick up some nugs of cough the best way to enjoy that's gonna be either like uh like in some glass or like a joint right um i think it's personal preference think? man i mean i, I love both <laughs> it just it has a certain classic feel to me i think the, the like glass a joint of cough just sounds very classic <laughs> right like retro vintage to me <laughs> i i glass is nice because you get the you get the real flavor yeah. but i mean joints are always you know kind of the classic way to smoke weed <laughs> yeah i guess i'm just making a comparison between that and like there's probably a, a puffco around here somewhere or, you know there's a volcano in the back that's uh, all this just feels like the kind of weed that you want to roll and do a joint and smoke or you know pack a little bit into your glass exactly right? i feel um but hey let, let me if you don't mind let me go back to uh the working girl and um that's the cough or, the other the working girl's the other one sorry oh I <laughs> okay working girl yeah and uh is this one okay so you were mentioning that i think you had a did you have another uh, other lines that you guys had yeah so we have four well, we have where does this fit into the like what's the thing about the working girl okay like, is, um, it's a but, hybrid or like yeah working girl was just kind of like a poly hybrid that we were messing with and i think it's a fun stream because if you're really into hunting and finding different phenos you're going to find a bunch of different stuff okay so basically what happened was is when we decided to say all right we're actually going to give this a go as a company we kind of decided the first thing was going to be like kind of a new meat sold thing. Yeah. And so we hunted a few different packs for males. And one of them was uh, Sunday Driver F2 from Canada. And uh, we flowered out about 40 different males. And there was a few different uh, strains in there, you know, not just all Sunday Driver. And we were just looking for something that we thought would kind of pass frost, you know. Yeah. And we found the male 
And the first time we grew it out, it actually had some frost on it. And with no intersex treats, it's never happened again since. It was just on the first one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was fairly nice. And it was the one that we thought was the best one. And so we put it to a bunch of different stuff. And uh, we, uh, uh, including cough, which we just released the coffee Sunday. And uh, it, we, when we were running testers, everything just com- came com- coming like really frosty and pretty. Yeah. And so, so far, what we've tested out of that, that run is the coffee Sunday, uh, the uh, working girl. Um, we have something called Grateful Cream, which is uh, our working men's grapes to the Sunday driver. And then... Uh, it's the last one. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> um, too much weed. Oh, working from home. And working from home is actually probably one of the more popular ones. And that's that super skunk that was popped here in town. Or, yeah, it was popped here in town in like the mid 90s out uh-huh. of like a Sunsy Seed pop. And uh, it's been around town forever. It's got a real sour grape smell to it. And it's uh, not roadkill, man. What? It's not roadkill. No, it's not the roadkill, you know. Um, but it's really cool. It's an old plant. Uh, you know, it, our, our buddies grow it. Um, and uh, That's very cool. It's, it's like a local kind of, at least yeah. it, it's been cultivated, if nothing else, yeah. here for a long time. I mean, I'll say this. If you're from northern Colorado or lived here or got weed here, you know that you've seen that super scum. You've seen that cough, you know. Um, uh, we actually have, it's kind of cool. We have a couple of buddies that are... Uh, uh, doing pheno hunts that are working from home here in town. And my buddy in Portland just got it into production in his dispensary. So it's starting to get out there a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, are you, um, you just dropped some stuff, right? Yeah, the coffee Sunday. So w- are these all like being tested now? You drop them already? They're available or like what? Yeah, the, the, four that, the four, the four uh, strains that are available right now have all been tested. You can go to my Instagram, which is Working Man Seeds, all one word. Yeah. Um, and you can see the testers, you know, like I, I post pictures of all that. Um, I'm working on a Discord server okay. that uh, hopefully will be up by the time this airs. And uh, it's basically going to be a grow journal, you know, and you can see what strains we have. You see pictures of our moms. Like we really just kind of want to be transparent and just be like, this is what we're doing. These are what the plants we have. And, uh, you know, the, the, you can see all the coffee Sunday stuff. And, uh, you know, if you, and that's the cough by a Sunday driver, you know, so new meets old, um, that's all that's released right now. We still are running testing on our, that sour Sunday. We have uh, a couple others uh, that are going to be in testing soon. Yeah. Um, I don't like to release anything until after we've at least grown a handful of the seeds. And so we, and I grow, I, I kind of just uh, do it the way I would think the average grower would do it, you know, and so that uh, I know what they're going to see. Yeah. And, uh, no, just trying to, like I said, I have fun doing the testers. So I want to be able to talk about it. You know, I want to, like, somebody asked me a question. I can actually, like, tell them what phenos I found and, like, what I think of it. Very cool. Before you know it, you're going to be like grandpa <laughs> leading the community. You know? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Lemon Hoko. He's, he's a, one of my faves. He's, he's kind of that guy. He's like just an old dude and he's passing on all that knowledge and kind nice. of. Passing on sort of, and, and sort of the culture and sort of ethics, I guess, right on. um, onto the next generation. And uh, I think that's really important to do. So like having the, the discord stuff where you got testers participating and people see what's going on, 
that's really the best way to combat all this nonsense that happens on social media with scams and fakes and, mm-hmm. and all that. Unfortunately, it takes a little bit of work and effort to kind of sift through it all. But um, yeah, people but I think ultimately it's better. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have a big bag of uh, seeds I bought when I first started. Uh, I never did the forums. Like I was part of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm old enough that, you know, the whole prohibition thing kept me away from all that stuff. Yeah. And so when I did pop up, you know, and started going to shows and like buying packs of seeds, I didn't know what was good and what wasn't. And I spent money on some stuff that, you know, I'm not here to talk shit about anybody, yeah. but well, I definitely know. have you, stuff you have that- have no way to know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I that's the whole have, point. Yeah, I definitely have stuff that I probably wouldn't bop now, you know, but, uh, you know. Hey, really that's good. how you learn, unfortunately. Exactly. And then kind of, that's why I like this, or why I do this show mm-hmm. is because, man, it's, it just is not fun to spend- five, six months growing out that pack. And then you're like, eh. yeah, exactly. Right. I think everybody's grown a pack where they get really, it's like, they don't even want to smoke it. At least I have. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, that's a lot, a lot of time. And, and, and money. I mean, and, some people yeah, charge up to like, you know, almost 500 bucks a pack. Well, and then, you know, especially if you're growing for yourself and like, that's your run, then you're like, shit, man, I don't know. I don't have anything until, you know, uh, the next run. For sure. So anyways, that's kind of one of the reasons we're doing the show. That's why I'm asking these questions. um, One thing I I will commend you for is that um, I don't want to give people the idea that seeds have to be like multi-generation worked lines. Um, I I don't think that that's the answer. I think that that is uh, there's there's definitely a value in that. And the value is for somebody who wants to know what they're going to get. Right. And, um, you know, for somebody who's breeding those lines out and, uh, you know, they, they're kind of dialing that in. So like, just as an example, like top dogs working on a sour D back cross and he's up to like back BX four. Right. So like total respect for that. Um, at the same time, um, there are people, a lot of people who want variety and a choice and they want something personalized or customized or, you know, something that only I have and you got to respect that. And so, when you were when we were talking about your stuff, it's the working girl, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's got it's a polyhybrid. It's got a lot of it's got a wide. I'm gonna call it a wide gene pool. Mm-hmm. And but that's the point is that you're not making a claim like it's gonna be this 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 and this. You're saying that there's cool stuff to find in there. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's the all the difference in the world is all I want to know when I'm buying a pack is what to expect. Should I expect them all to be kind of the same, mm-hmm. or should I expect this really wide variation and um it's really hard to describe all those things on packs mm-hmm. you know what i mean or even on like a website and so uh, i i get a we get a lot of comments about people who want to ask the breeders for more detail on their strains and that works when for people who are breeding a line and you know they have consistent plants but not everybody's doing that mm-hmm. and quite frankly most breeders don't spend a lot of time writing that stuff up that's mm-hmm. just just the way it is mm-hmm. and so uh Anyways, what I'm really trying to trying to get at is if if there's a way that you as a breeder can pass on information to the seed buyers and lets them know, it kind of like sets their expectations. Yeah. And really that's all you can do. And for the rest of it, it's the documentation, it's the pictures and it's seeing what everybody else has got out of those packs. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the coolest part is mm-hmm. like Man, when I'm growing a pack of seeds, it's really cool to see other people growing that same pack. I agree. Because I only have so much space, man. I can't do 700 plant yeah. runs, you know? No, no. I mean, <laughs> you just kind of do, like you always say, I, I do the best I can with the space I have. You know, it's limited. I definitely do. I do think that I, I just try to 
get to see a, a, at least a snapshot of yeah. what I got. You know, once you prove the mail out, you kind of can be a little bit looser with it. Yeah. But you still always want to see what's going on before you release anything because I feel like you should give the seed buy. These things aren't cheap. You know, they're expensive. Yeah. And, uh, we should give as much information as you can. Um, that's why we have the Discord set up. Like once it's up and running, uh, you'll be able to go there, look at uh, pictures of our moms, look at pictures of, of the crosses. I'm, uh, as more people uh, pop our seeds, we'll put their pictures up as well. There'll be a little blurb about it. You'll be able to follow along as I'm doing my testers and stuff like that. Yep. I just feel like, uh, why not? I mean, I, I'm doing it anyway. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. So if I can make the uh, help educate the consumer and make them feel better about their purchase and make them feel like they really understand what they're buying, yeah, that, that that's going to be better for me in the long run. I have a question for you. So like you've been kind of on the down low for, for a bit and mm -hmm. like you've been selling some seeds and I'm curious, like, do you get a lot of repeat customers? Um, we just started selling. You just, oh, you just started selling. Yeah, okay. we, we haven't actually, we, we've been on Instagram for maybe about three, four years or something like that. I forget okay. exactly when we jumped on. But, um, you know, we obviously, we had purposely didn't want to just like jump on and be like, hey, we're selling shit. You know, like we were still figuring out our stuff. Yeah. We wanted to get give people a chance to see what we were up to. Um, and then, you know, we probably would have done it faster if COVID hadn't happened, you know, and that kind of put a wrench in all the plans and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, we just got to the point where it was like, all right, you know, screw COVID and it's time to get back to normal. And we decided it was just time. And we've, we've only been selling for about a month now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm wrong. I thought Yeah, that, we've been breeding and making that. stuff. And we've been giving out seeds for free for okay. about a few years. I don't feel now. so bad like I'm out of the loop then. No, 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 no. I thought I mean, I've been I, missing I, all this for a long time. We haven't really made a, you know, a big deal about our push out. Um, yeah. This is honestly, we're we really grateful to be here because this is a great way to get that word out. And obviously we're gonna be at your cup and uh, yeah. we'll have the working girl there for people to try. And we'll be hopefully, if people are interested, there'll be some packs there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. We do have a bunch of breeders coming and they're able to bring flour. And then um, most of the most places, I really can't think of many where you can try the flower and then buy some seeds if you like and actually talk to the breeder and like you know have your questions asked yeah. be like hey i live in this part of the country you know like yeah. what do you think would work best there or anything you know yeah i uh, definitely you uh, i think it's a lot like music you know like the people that make the uh make the seeds they're the the tastemakers and they kind of all of those things come from sort of who they are and that where you know where they kind of are how they see the world mm -hmm. and so um i think it's interesting when you like kind of smoke somebody's creation if you or grow it even better you can kind of step into their world and you can kind of understand where they're coming from and so that's why i think it's so important to kind of know who's behind your your seeds because it may or may not be somebody that you drive with they might have different kind of goals than you you mm -hmm. know so uh anyways hopefully uh everybody's kind of getting that from the show <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i do really appreciate you coming on i know that you weren't you're very hesitant and for good reason just to kind of Hey, here, here we are. And, and, yeah, and that's I mean, it's fine, just the, the whole, you get, you live a certain way for so long and, you know, you just kind of get used to being like, you know, on the DL. <laughs> the, the, the time to crawl out of the woodwork is now. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you having it, me, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the cup. It's like uh, two weeks away. 
And so, uh, yeah, dude, we're gonna like super it, stoked. Uh, me and Fun me times. and Jay Dom will both be there, and uh, you know, our, our buddy Landmates New Jersey will be there. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, uh, just a quick shout out again, like working man seeds wouldn't exist without my Northern Colorado family. Um, you know, they've been super supportive, and uh, I just love all those guys. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for joining the show, everybody. See you soon.